This is Dean Blandino, NFL Rules Analyst, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. Welcome, kings and queens, to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. You're with your host, Tyler, Luke, Mickle, Pickle, and of course, the great one, Patrick. We've got another awesome Awesome episode for you lined up today as we approach fantasy drafts. I know our draft is five days away, so we got the sort of week of preparations, the last second changes, and yep. all the research, huh? Yep. But mainly, yep. it's just a bunch of fucking mock drafts. And yeah, <laughs> just doing the same thing over and over draft. again, mm-hmm. saying, yeah, this, this is when you shut oh, the world out. this is what's going to happen, and then it never Every happens. single time. This is when you shut the world out. You go back into your to your man cave, right. into your you end your, your relationships. Office. Exactly. You don't talk to people outside. You don't show up for work. <laughs> um, it, it's you know you, you quit your job, quite frankly. Yeah, yep. I mean the the great the great ones do right make those sacrifices. Right. Yep. Right. Well, let's uh, before we get into we're gonna break down the AFC West and NFC West today. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you know some news from over the weekend and uh, I guess a couple. Uh, about the preseason winners and losers, I guess. Um, first news item is CEH rolled his ankle in the game. They're not sure if it's a high ankle sprain as of yet. It's supposed to be minor. Definitely, you know. Uh, I saw inside of ankle. I think that's supposed to be worse. I might, I'm might. i not Dr. David Mike over here. but yeah. uh, uh, Could be, though. We have an opening. I did see inside ankle, low <laughs> ankle sprain. So it's not the dreaded high ankle sprain, I think. But not good, man. So. Something to monitor if yep. you're drafting, you know, this week. If you he might not be there week one or two, we'll, we'll have to see any of the updates throughout the week. Uh, next up is uh, Dak Prescott through with authority and accuracy. Uh, Jerry Jones said so. It looks like he's on track to get killed week one versus the Buccaneers, <laughs> and then he'll be out again. So I don't know if you guys want to draft him, yeah. but uh, no, um, all. Looks like all systems go for Dak week one. They're definitely not going to play him in any preseason, and he's going to be on a pitch count, I would imagine, the rest of the preseason, which maybe he does get off to a slow start so because of that. Say, is the slow mm-hmm. start's probably the one possible I mean, reality for him right if now. If you draft him, you're going to play him against the Bucks week one, but I really don't expect him to have a huge game, but who knows? It might be a shootout, but if our defense looks anything like it did in the playoffs, it's going to be a rough first game back for him. Uh, Big Ben was able to get into uh, some action this weekend. He looked it, good. He yep. looks solid. Yeah, he, he looks does. very good. Yep. He was moving around in the pocket well, threw accurate balls. Uh, Pat Firemuth, uh, two touchdowns in the uh, yep. in the red zone. Maybe Gronk, they call him, I think. Um, yeah, he apparently set some crazy, like, bizarre NCAA record for most consecutive passes caught in the red zone um, and apparently still hasn't dropped one since entering the NFL. Two they, TDs and 137 yards for Big Ben. They yeah. have a lot of weapons. They have like a, just a lot of good dudes. Because uh, Eric Ebron also had a solid game. He had like four yeah. catches, 80 yards, something Five like that. Five probably I wouldn't worry about drafting him. But midseason, when that tight end roulette table comes around, yep. he, he's probably going to be someone you're going to possibly look at. He's in for. like the Cole Komet kind of territory for me, right? Sort yeah. of that high upside. Or if you punt it fully, you might get screwed in your draft with them. But it'll be gone in a few weeks and you pick up another one. Yep. Let's talk about uh, a loser from last week. And is now a winner this week is Miles Gaskin. He's uh, back from the dead, baby. He's back. Uh, so same with Tua. Tua looked good. Yep. Tua looked Tua very good. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought Tua looked all right last week. He just had that really shitty throw that it really ruined the whole thing. 
I'm glad uh, Pat kept us on track last week because we were close to completely burying Gaskin. But I remember Pat saying, we got to remember, it's just one preseason game. Thank you. And we all said it makes no sense what they're doing with Gaskin because Malcolm Brown is a bad player. He's bad. And bad. Miles He's Gaskin really bad. is a good player. However, Savon Ackman could be the best one maybe. That's Ahmed like how bad Brown has looked is. good for two weeks, still getting a few first-team touches. My yeah. only worry is not, is Gaskin good? I agree he is good. If I knew he was guaranteed the workload – I would be willing to take him. It's just I think Flores isn't kidding when he wants to like do as much of a, a committee as possible. Like I think that we have to ask if Flores is a good coach because this is such a, a no-brainer decision not to cut Malcolm Brown out entirely, but to just have Gaskin out there as a playmaker. This guy delivered in the receiving <laughs> game this week. He, he delivered in the rushing game he this week. He looks great. Bingo. He looks really good. Just Both as things you need him to do. So, and now, and, I, and I'll say these concerns about you know that we're talking about with – all baked into his ADP. This guy's going in the sixth round. I mean, fifth round, that is considered kind of RB dead zone. But if we were not concerned about these things, Gaskin would be going in the third round, you know? Yeah. And so the, the one thing I will say is his, his one area where he does struggle is the passing pass protection, which is why they like Brown. Yep. Still something that concerns me a little bit if two of his struggles on third downs. But um, Gaskin is such a wet. It, it, it's going to, I think it will hopefully end up balancing itself out a little bit in that. Brown is such a, 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 a good pass protector, but such a useless receiver, whereas Gaskin is such a useless blocker, <laughs> but one of the best receiving backs in the league, truly. Like, this yeah, guy just catches nasty. and goes. Um, and then so, to answer the Flores question, yes, he probably is a bad coach because all of Belichick's from Belichick's tree, yeah. absolute trash because they all try to do the Belichick thing and it never works. Yeah, I mean, I just I think I Gaskin's like the only good one, right? I think Gaskin's a playmaker, so and they got to get him out there huh? more. Hey, Luke? Uh, I was just saying, I think he's the only one. He was 10 and what 6 about, last year. He's not okay, that bad. So six, Vrabel yeah. is fine. Six oh, round yeah, Vrabel. Is, well, he didn't actually coach for him. Who, what are you guys talking about? Uh, Belichick coaching tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some, yeah, that yeah. was probably terrible to do on a podcast. I think there were two different conversations. There was. Yeah, yeah. You, so yeah. you two talk about something we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was just – my line for Gaskin, six round. Right like, now, I, I won't take him in the fifth round. I will take Gaskin in the sixth round. Right now, six round, if you were on the clock, say – Mike Davis, um, ETN, Gaskin. I'm taking Gaskin ahead of ETN, and I'm taking him. Oh, him, Mike Davis is tough. Mike Davis is tough. That's okay. a question of volume versus player. But but why do you want Gaskin over ETN? Because Aren't they in ETN, like a similar situation? ETN, what, I want, what I'm projecting for ETN is what Gaskin already has showed me. Uh, is that he can produce a, in, a, in a high volume passing attack, or like, you know, he can get a lot of catches. I'm projecting that with ETN. I haven't seen it. I have well, seen that. But with you Gaskin have to feel safer year. about ETN's. He's no, he can't. No. Go, he's a first round. No, like, right, he right now, ETN, no, no, no. right now, ETN's, ETN looks like he might not be getting a whole lot of ETN's burn. competition is James Robinson. Gaskins is Malcolm Brown. At least with ETN, when he's not on the field, I can at least say like, let's hold our. Uh, oh yeah, because we're going to talk about. That. They're going to play tonight. That's so. true. Well, I, I just want to say. I can at least understand when ETN's not on the field. I cannot fucking understand when Gaskin's not on the field. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually would do – Gaskin would be the last for me of those guys. E- ETN – James Robinson is better than Malcolm Brown, but ETN should be better than Miles Gaskin. He's a first-rounder from Clemson and was by a lot of people considered to be better than Najee. Like, he should have been the first running back taken. I like the, the – Jag- we like the Jaguars this year. Yeah. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Urban Meyer. I think he's a good coach. Etienne, he might split a little bit with. Um, there's no doubt I don't that Etienne is a pass catcher. I don't back. think Etienne's going to get nearly the rushing work that Gaskin is. You know, I think Ga- I saw Gaskin making straight up 
great runs, you know. Yeah. And I haven't seen – have we seen a single good ETN carry? Well, One. The thing is, ETN, ETN, ETN right now is working in more of a gadget role, but right. he's the gadget guy behind LaVisca Chenault. Um, I haven't seen right. anything from ETN in preseason. I'm being honest. Like, no, I, he, he's I had a total. Either. He's had a total of about like eight touches through through two weeks. So that's sort of why I'm a little bit not out, but just you know, it's a lot of Carlos. They've only played one now. game, not two yet. They played a night, so we'll they see. Might how be, yeah, well, I know thing, this could be happening. This we could be yeah, doing it last be, week. One or let's in balls tonight. Let's move yeah. on to a guy who's in a very similar situation as Miles Gaskins, in my opinion, and someone we should be comparing between the two is Michael Carter. I consider him a loser this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson started ahead of him, played before he got in. Uh, all the beat reporters saying Carter's got the job, all this shit. Those, it's so hard. It's, you never know who's telling the truth and who's not. This is another one where it's... You, you guys know, want Gaskin or Michael Carter? Gaskin, for uh, sure. Gaskin Gas- because... Same round? I think he'll play early. I'm just saying. Right. Who would you Carter, Carter's now falling into the Trey Sermon Javante where it's going to be a matter of time possibly. I don't exactly. I don't know over. when he will. Right. And that's and why. It could be a while. This whole preseason is fucking stupid. Like, who cares that we haven't seen ETN play uh, in the preseason? Like, do well, we? Well, no, Urban just, Meyer, it's all about usage. Just hold just on one second. Urban guys. Meyer might just be doing a thing. Like, it, he is a first-round running back yeah, they drafted. You here, have to give him. Here's the issue, though. If Do you he, really think if Ty good. fucking Johnson is better than Michael Carter? It's, it comes down to when I'm breaking the ties between players. So when I'm breaking the ties between Gaskin and Etienne, i already seen it with Gaskin, so it's less – I don't have to project anything in my head. Whereas with Etienne, I really do have to, like, stretch myself to believe that this guy can get a ton of rushing yards this year. Because also, James Robinson's really good. Yes, and, and Urban already has a thing with Carlos Hyde. That too, and Carlos Hyde. Etienne's yeah. biggest like like hole in his entire game is he is truly he's awful at pass protection. Has a first round running back ever like been drafted and not used? Can we think of a single time that's ever happened? Um, probably, I can't think of one where they were in this situation. You know, where they had an incumbent. Maybe not young this exact situation, back. but I've never seen a first, especially in the recent NFL. Like the last wasn't Derrick Henry taken in the first? No, fuck no. He was like I think he was actually a second, which isn't that far off, but because he was not used, they used Demarco Murray. Um, there actually was a situation, and I'm trying to remember. Who is it Josh? But again, I'm not like. It's don't a, box me into saying that ETN's going to be bad. I'm just a, saying in I comparison say, to Miles I guess Gaskin. I'm just afraid I think it's that Jamal it Charles, him. Thomas Jones. I don't Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I'm just saying is no, I can see Gaskin going away permanently at some point. Right? It takes them nothing. Was he undrafted? Yeah. No. He was a uh, sixth. I thought he was a UDA. I don't know, but I know he's yeah. good, and I so I'm not Miles worrying Boykin about any of that shit anymore. All I right. just know he's a good player at this point. I'm sure we'll have and more. And I said that last week. Don't I said it last week. I said I might be coping, but I think I, th- I, I also, have to believe they're going to play this I still think guy. he is. A, it's just it's. I don't like the situation. I'm just staying away from that situation. I am too. For me, it just feels like there's, um, he could. But be I'm currently easily. staying away from the ETN situation as well. So because I don't think that coaching staff is very rational. There was the back and forth with two and Ryan Fitzpatrick last year that made no fucking sense. Malcolm, the Malcolm Brown thing week one made no sense, and Ahmad is out there playing well. It it feels icky, and they sign Will Fuller, and they also draft Waddle, and they still have Devontae Parker. And all right, we're gonna move on from. We Miles also Gaskin. keep making fun of Malcolm Brown, but Sean McVay, who we all agree is a good coach, did this with a much higher draft pick in Cam Akers. That's true. Yeah. So he's got something. He just looks terrible and isn't good at football. Yeah. All right, let's Detroit move to one. the last loser of the weekend and our last news item. I'm sure you guys may be able to guess it. It is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Three targets, three drops. 
One thing he is doing though is he is creating separation. So that he hasn't played football in a full year. He hasn't played football like in a year. It's like not year being talked about enough. So, but like he looks bad. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's just he looks nervous or him. something's going on in the head. It's also Brandon Allen throwing him the football. Yeah, I but mean, they're hitting him. They're hitting hands. him in the hands. So. You should, you should, yes, but you know, Tyler, I, it affects his draft. But I already thought he was going too high in the first. Yeah, place. fifth round was absurd. That was already way. He's too a seventh crazy. to eighth rounder to me. Oh yeah, but do yeah, you even really sense. do you want him? I do in the seventh eighth because mm. I'm he, not going to start him. He has done what you said about Travis Etienne. He has done nothing to show us anything. And as a matter of fact, I he's mean, done. I he's done things to actively push us away. I That's watched his I'm nine not. routes, and he was creating separation on every single one. So I know he can freaking play the the position. And you can't catch the fucking ball. Well, yeah, he, now, sometimes that Zach happens. Drops or drops. He dropped the ball five times in whole career at LSU. Like it wasn't. It's just sometimes you're mental for a little bit. What if Godwin ta- dropped it five times? What if in the they playoffs? take it easy on, easy with him though? Because Zach Taylor has alluded to Auden Tate. That was a story I didn't like to hear today. Is yeah. that Auden Tate might get early snaps from him in the beginning of the year? So that's why if you're going to draft him, it's got to be like seventh, eighth round, and, and he didn't you don't start him right away. So with the actual from from Taylor too, he didn't actually say over Chase. He just said that Auden Tate is earning earning early season reps um, and playing time, but by default it would have to be Chase. You would think because why would right. it be Higgins or yep. Boyd? And Chase can like kind of they could put, move him around, and I think he can play at the slot maybe more than Auden Tate can. and kind of be. a early fourth wheel that might help him out a little bit down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yep. He should finish uh, the season strong. Another quick note, Devonte Smith looked really good too. Uh, yeah. his he was getting separation super easy. He looked like that's exactly an right. amazing route runner. He might finish that's exactly what I was thinking earlier. He might finish the season strong. Mm-hmm. But why the fuck are you going to draft a guy with the hopes that he finishes like how Brandon Cooks will start will will start. Right. Like you could just take Brandon Cooks instead of like taking Jameer and playing this game with a rookie receiver, which historically starts slow. Yeah, he well, is hoping... actively starting slow, mm-hmm. and so then you have to like in the hopes that at the end of the season he can become as productive as who's going in the seventh? Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Well, no, guys. you hope his upside is that he's going to be like a Justin Jefferson by the end of the year. But I don't You're think that's his upside. There. I guess I don't think that's his upside. Yeah, well, that's what you don't think. But like maybe like Justin Jefferson wasn't good till week four last year. Then he took off. Like, Chase so it's, Claypool. It's remember never Chase like Claypool that. Yeah, with what rookie wideouts. It always takes a couple weeks. But so, none of those guys were getting drafted before like the twelfth round last year. Yeah, and well, and this is where like Claypool was. Un- you took him in the la- you know, yeah, literally last, last pick, pick right? right? Yeah, uh, you know, Chase was spoke was spoke kind of theoretically could have been the the exception to that rule, right? Because he was going in right away, yeah. top pick had the pedigree, but the Russ man report, is, is has legit. some rapport with Burrow. Has I'm rapport, sure it doesn't help yep. that again, Burrow isn't fully available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just all a mess. It's, it's all like, a mess. It's all a mess. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I, mean, I, I will probably take. I would say Higgins and maybe even Boyd over him. Higgins for sure. I'll draft Higgins, over Chase yeah, like yeah. straight up. Boyd, right. if you're playing in a PPR league, get him, dude. Him and Burrow have a great uh, a great rep- a report together. He gets the easiest catches you can possibly imagine. A ton Pickle. of targets. And even have, if Chase is good, Boyd is still going to give you and PPR. No tight end either. Would no, you, yeah, exactly. Would you guys take Devonta Smith or uh, Chase? I'd go I'd, Smith, and here's why: because it, the volume is not going to be as much, but Smith is going to be Hurts' number one read like almost all the time. And he's looking nice. He gets open all the time. That that catch yep. in the last game where he just turned the corner and looked like he was playing at Alabama was. He's nice. basically a vet. That's the other thing. He played like four years at Alabama. He's as much a rookie vet as you could hope for. 
Um, did he play with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I think he did play. Or at least, like, Hurts maybe was a red shirt. Or, like, he was a red shirt. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, he might have been there when maybe Tua not. took over for Hurts in a way. Yeah. But I just think that he's he's wired into the number one passing option in that offense. Now, Hurts is going to throw the tight ends a lot, but I don't think Rieger is very good. I know that might, I might regret but I just don't think Rieger is very good. He makes a lot of highlight catches, but I don't he's think doing he's doing what good. he can to try and make us forget it's that working. he was right, very, right. very Is that good. his correct pronunciation of the name? I don't know. Oh, I just heard it. I, that's how I've heard uh, it called most. Yeah. But Goddard, too, what, Goddard has not looked that – I don't know. They you have didn't Ertz. think that it's one tough. play he had with Jalen Hurts was nice? That was really nice. It was nice, but he, he just, himself is a nice player, I think. But as long as Ertz is there, it's like still splitting like fifty-fifty. Yep. Like it's like I, would, I for where he goes in drafts, yep. and with that, like you said, they didn't I think even have Smith's Ertz last game either. I think Smith's going to be the. He's uh, the alpha speed. man. He can is you the draft alpha. Dallas Goddard? Yes, absolutely can draft him. You yes. can, well, I know you can like, literally draft him, but would you guys the ups, draft him? Yes. The upside, well, and they haven't really accounted for like his ADP, or, or it hasn't accounted no. for what's happening in real life. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And Zach Ertz is catching. He's going like, You were in a draft like, the other day, Mike. Did he get picked? Um, Goddard? Well, we shouldn't refer to that other draft. He's going around the Fant range, and if I had to pick sure, one of right. those, I'm taking Fant because... One I'm taking Bob Tanya. Nah, I'm, gonna I'm take taking a shot Goddard on... over Fant because Are there's you? less. The, he's the second option. If Ertz, I think Ertz is going to get traded before the season starts. That's, that is important. That's to note. a lot of projecting. Though. But that, yeah. today, as it stands, mm-hmm. Ertz is there. I think I'd take Bob Tanya over uh, I would Goddard too. right now. I mean, yeah, I'll just take the guy. Man, that's Bob Tanya is one of my busts, man. Really, he could dude, be, but also, dude was producing. You know who might bust for sure is the second tight end of the Eagles. He's Baby Kittle, man. <laughs> I mean, Bob. Who is? Bob, uh, uh, Bob Tanyan. Bob Tanyan, Bob that what, Tanyan only had Tanyan? 50 catches and 11 touchdowns. Which is just an Which absurd it's a, it's percentage. A a, was he a rookie last year? Um, no, but no, it was like his first like See, real People sort of, always want to say that you can't repeat that, but what happens if you saw... So we got, what happens what was if it? he does? If it was, is it 50 targets or 50 catches? 50 catches, right? 50 catches. So what if he catches 75 passes? That's what I was going to say, what right? If he, yeah. what if Only he, what 59 if targets. So he touchdowns on that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but All that's right. what I was just kind of projecting with Tanya. I maybe actually some, don't hate Tanya. I'm usually someone I'm that out is. Tanya. The reason I'm out on Tanya is because Rodgers is going to have a down year. Um, well, and so, did we talk about the AFC or NFC North already? Or is that no, they're going to be last. Okay. So let's cool. get on to the AFC West. We're going to start off with we can actually run through the Chiefs pretty quickly because they're all pretty much first yeah, rounders. Draft, yeah. draft them. Um, Nicole Hardman stonks up. That, that's really the only one we need to talk he about. He looks nice. Looks uh, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm back on board. Mahomes was screwing <laughs> Miko out of yeah, plays. Mahomes was, was uh, missing him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you are going into a draft right now and you want to make Kyler Murray, the first quarterback off the board. You want to make Josh Allen, if you're one of these people that take quarterbacks early. Uh, you know, hey, if you're a Bucks fan especially, you know, oh, we gosh. might have ruined So you're taking Mahomes. Josh Allen or Kyler Murray yeah, pretty early, so. huh? I mean, uh, Bro, what are you saying? He looked nice in that first drive. Are you saying he looked like he was Mahomes? He Stop. looked like he was still hearing JPP. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got Devin White steps. in his head, bro. So, Mecole yeah, is still – he's still not out there when they do two wide receiver sets, but Kansas City runs three wide out sets like 80% of the Who's time the anyways. Two? It's uh, Demarcus Robinson or and Pringle. Pringle. Like, they Pringle, seem to be. Yeah. They, yeah. But, so, but, so Meekle is out there 80% of the time anyways because they're always in three wideouts pretty much. So we continue to go back to 
you know, first round pedigree, the same shit we said last offseason. It, it still stands because if he's not the two, should we be taking Robinson or Pringle over? Two Nicole? is two. That's what I want to say is like it can be a little misleading because he could be not the technical number two receiver, but he could be the second receiver in targets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's m- much more talented. The reason he's not out there in two wideouts is because he sucks at blocking. He's like a total liability blocking. And, and when you're in two, you, two wideouts, you usually want to run the ball a little more. And so, I mean, it's still a sketchy pick. His his draft position has not risen past – he's going, what, ninth, eighth probably? His uh, that's ADP probably, yeah, says 140th. What's uh, – what would that be? Tenth he's round? still very cheap. Tenth, eleventh round? He's no, still no, no, like twelfth, thirteenth round. Right? He's still extremely no. cheap for a te- semi – or, for yeah, a very right. fast. What, what, what is his ADP? Probably like 11, 12th round. 140? Yeah. yeah I always right. get confused. Right. 12 divided 10 by 112 is 120. Yeah. So. Roundabout, still very cheap. Like still 13. definitely worth a shot. No more Sammy Watkins. You know, You've there's been, just a I lot more opportunities. You just me out of him, though. Because cool. after that game, I was kind of into him. And then. But you got to think. He's the third receiver. 80% of the time, they're in three wideouts. So, and, you know, 78, 80%, something like that. They are playing that the majority of the time. And he's yeah. still going to play some in two wideouts. That too. Do you think he's, not part, gonna, he's not going to completely be. It's not going to be the first two wideouts of the field. That do you think that's a an part of point. those massive targets he got the last game was them trying to showcase Mikol but here's, here's, as a trade? No. I don't he's think so. At all. He is no. so fast. Though, they have and so it much is invested a, in him. Andy Reid's invested in him. GM's invested in him. It's all still the same. I'm going to invest in him too. But here's the, <laughs> here's the other part of it too: is that even if, like Mike's saying, he's their third receiver, but he's their four, he's their third target. You know, that's there, Mahomes thinking, is yeah. third target. There was a it's Tyreek, it's Kelsey, and then it's Meikle. Some like other Pringle and Robinson aren't cutting into that workload. Some Shut other uh, people in the know did a little bit of a, a look see to see how many times. A team with a star tight end mm. had a successful wide receiver too, and I don't forget, I don't remember how they quantified star tight end. I'd imagine it's pretty rare. You don't usually it was get never. three. Yeah, you don't <laughs> usually get three quality guys. It was on the same team fucking never. Yeah. And so with Pat, we, Pat Mahomes has never supported a wide receiver too. Sammy had those flash games in the first game of every season and then disappeared, mm-hmm. but. Especially when someone is struggling like me, Cole, can't remember plays, is always in the press for negative reasons, was getting shopped around in the offseason. Like, I know he's a late flyer, I guess, in the eighth, ninth round, but I just don't even – it just feels like it's a fucking waste. You would be banking on the upside because the upside is like stratospheric. Yeah, of course. So like, a couple, yeah, right. couple things with that is the players you're taking in that round. Who are the players you're taking? Right. I don't even know. You're taking – Damian Harris. Wouldn't taking, you rather have Damian Harris? They're all Harris, flyers. Harris, Harris is going way early. You're taking – In the eighth, he's you're not. taking Pollards and Madisons and handcuffed running backs no. in the 11th there. Damian Harris is an eighth rounder, isn't he? Well, no, but I think Mecole is – We're talking about Mecole in the right? double-digit round. Yeah, like He's 11th. not in the double-digit. Yes, he Absolutely is. Absolutely is. We just saw his ADP's 11th round. I thought we had to take so him in the eighth, ninth round. You're going no. against T.Y. Hilton. That I will advise against. Yeah, that's where I thought he was going. He's going where? No, he's not going like that. He's a flyer, just you brought up that tight end thing. If you want to really burst some bubbles out here, the reason I'm fine with Meikle is because they also ran those numbers with three wide receivers, and it basically kind of shits on the whole idea that there's going to be multiple, at least two wide receiver ones, or high end wide receiver one or twos from the Bucks or Cowboys with their passing attacks. It's certainly unlikely. Um, yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's but they're being drafted. We're like entering that. into a new. Uh, a new part not entering into it we're a couple of years into it where a lot of these old stats about yeah. they're Are getting watched. outdated because we're just throwing the ball so much more we're running more plays right. too. and 17 there's so much more 17th game as well that's true yeah too. 
Um, but it's certainly important to keep in mind. Um, yeah. For All sure. right. Let's move on to the next team in the AFC West. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh. Uh, they don't have too many fantasy options. Wait, can well, I ask do. one more question? Oh, Jesus. Real quick. Yes. Miko Hardman or Jalen Rager? Miko. Miko. I don't like Jalen, and I I know it might be a blind spot for me. I don't like him as a prospect. I just I, I don't I don't I'm not for crazy. me there. You're looking at possibly the third or fourth target on the Eagles versus the possible third or fourth target on the Chiefs, and I'm just going to take the Chiefs with Mahomes. Okay. All right, Las Vegas Raiders definitely not going to take their quarterback there, Carr. Uh, but shut your mouth right now. I think in a full on punted quarterback snare, he falls in the Kirk Cousins. We Ooh. yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really thought about okay. Carr that. Let's, no, no, I know it's I mean, it's not ta- to be dismissed. Yeah, why, right. why are we rushing? I'm not going to say because no we don't, because we don't so need to talk about Carr. He's he a, will cage fight me. You, you, you could, there's 15 <laughs> way better guys you could take. So Henry Ruggs or Miko Hardman? The Raiders are a bunch of question marks, and I, I feel like Ruggs is right there with. I Miko, keep looking at know? Henry Ruggs. They're not the rounds. Did they not? They didn't play any starters again, right? Um, I, I am not a hundred percent sure. No He's um, getting drafted ADP one twenty three, so, so that's about pick or around ten. Yeah, which I I feel fine with that. Rugs extreme. Yeah, talent. right. To the Raiders' uh, schedule start the year is not car friendly, so never mind. Take really? your cousins. Cause I mean, <laughs> his is friendly. Uh, Rugs average depth though. of target last year was seventeen point three. That's you know bombs. Weirdly some, some enough, I want throws. him to be closer. I, I think that they need to get him. When he was at Alabama, They're doing the Robbie was, Anderson thing. Yeah. When they're he was in Alabama, him solely. he was much better, or at least very good, at just catching the short stuff, making plays after the catch, and then taking off. Last year, they just had him running downfield all the time as a rookie. They're it's using like, him in like the obvious way. And yeah, it's like as a distraction, essentially. Gruden, Gruden's taking after the late uh, Al Davis. Yeah, I know. The, Drafting the, the fastest speed, guy. And that yeah. means they run straight down the field, and that's not. Um, so it, with rugs, you really have to project uh, sort of a role change. You know, you, you if, if uh, I mean, there's no hope for consistency, basically, if he plays like he did last year. Sure, he might connect on some more of those bombs and he'll you know be a little bit better, but there'll be no hope of consistency that way. And um, for me, the way I've been looking at it is in best ball, I'm willing to take rugs in um, like a redraft week to week. I'm going to take the flyer on Edwards being an. Edwards, who has outshone some sort of floor as a consistent catch guy, number two to Waller. Uh, Edwards, somebody they, has to step up. They lucked into a player who is more suited. I don't want to say lucked in. Would they take him in the fourth round, Brian Edwards? Yeah, I mean, it's but, only because of his injuries. Exactly. But he is more suited for that number one receiver role. Much in Gruden's suited. offense. In what, Gruden's what offense, especially if they're dead set on having Ruggs just run downfield all day. Brian Edwards profiles more as a safer guy to me than, yeah, than right now That's the guy I'm more willing to take a shot on. He's you mean baby Ram? And he, he's playing consistent. Baby T.O. Um, Gruden's talking well about him. But, yeah, I mean, I just think he's probably more consistent. Ruggs mm-hmm. is going to be tough to guess even when those boom games may come. That, good, that point about the tight ends and the number two receivers applies massively to this team. There yeah, is no hope of a no. second. No. It's, it, we, have, yeah. we can hope for the tight end, Waller, obviously, take him in the second round, whatever, and third round, anywhere. He's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, there it, it's going to be Waller and then one of the receivers. Edward, Edwards is the last uh, round pick. You just take him. His ADP is 199. Um, yep. The other, the other reason what that happens gives if you me want. not hope about Ruggs, too, is the addition of John Brown. I know he hasn't been that healthy too. a lot, but... Uh, he's, he's been he's been pretty planted on the uh, third. They're, they're not playing either of these two, and they're playing John Brown in their preseason games. So I don't think he really has no, a good no, spot. I think he's his third. I'm just saying, in terms of what he does, it feels easier that he could replace Nelson Ruggs Hart. if he starts struggling. 
Well, and I think taking, oh, okay, taking yeah. over Edwards. Role. And I wanted to. I was hoping you think Edwards out. is better than Ruggs. That's what I was saying. I think, I think, I, I think there's saying a good chance. I think there's a good chance. I, I feel safer with Edwards okay. than so Ruggs. In, in just redraft, because... I'm taking Edwards. and best ball, I'm taking Ruggs. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like Ruggs this year. I just I don't like Derek I'm... Carr, and I, and I, I, and I want to love – when I have a deep threat uh, or someone they're determined to use as a deep threat, I want to love the – or at least like the quarterback. And yeah, I know Derek Carr. I think he is streamable in certain matchups. He's certainly yeah, no one sure to laugh to scoff off. But I just don't love him that much, you know. Um, All right, can we uh, talk about the running backs? Yeah, we're gonna move to the running back room. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. So, T, you could go ahead, man. Those are no, your guys. I'm, my my curious is, I hate what that they brought in Kenyon Drake. It definitely makes you think about Josh Josh Jacobs. But in the range of Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, where are you guys at? I dude, I think Miles Sanders. I'm really off Josh Jacobs right now, and I've looked into him a little bit. Does anyone know where he's going? And I'm not asking. He's going in like the fourth round. I'm go- he's going I'm as like to running back thirteen or fourteen, right? Right. And my, and, and there's just league. no fucking way he finishes. No, nah, he's RB twenty one consensus. I'm projecting he he's going to go after the group of like Carson Montgomery, Dobbins. Well, maybe Dobbins falls a little bit, but his um, ADP and PPR is thirty sixth. So third beginning end of the third, right? 12, 24, 36. Yeah. 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 So that's right after like probably Carson. Probably right where you should go. Yeah. Carson, if you're trying to grab that RB two, he, people are going to freak out a little bit. They want to have a nice safe RB two, not saying he's safe, but right. They took a wide out and went running back. Now they're going to take Josh Jacobs. I'm not, so Jacobs, the thing that you're going to have to deal with if you take him, you are going to get hit with dud weeks. It's just there's no I, two I ways around. I can't take him. Many dud The no weeks. touchdown weeks are probably going to kill you. They're going to hurt. Yep. He, he, he feels him. like it could end up being similar to like a Damian Harris where it's the yardage is there, the workload's there. But if without a touchdown, he is Sony Michelle right now. And without, pa- and without he doesn't feel work. great to draft. No, no, you're right. At the yeah, end of yeah. the third is like I said, it's running back 13, 14, maybe fifteen. But that is the, his peak. The good news with Josh Jacobs is he's still going to be short yardage. He's still going to be their goal line back. Right. Even though Kenyon Drake was a great goal line back, so maybe that could be a big concern. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, I don't I think don't. he's going to like crater your team necessarily um, because he he'll. Like you said, he's going to roll into the touch. Do you want Daryl Henderson over him? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I do. Yeah. Do you I want do. Mike Davis it over him? It feels good to say that. See, yeah. Mike yeah. Davis is the one I, I struggle do. with. Because, <laughs> I do. And straight up player-wise, you know I love Mike Davis, but Josh Jacobs is a far superior of player course, to Mike. Of course. Sure. But Kenny and Drake I, is in that And I think lineup. I would bet on the talent of Jacobs to still carry because – Here's the thing is Jacobs still didn't have really a full third down workload last year. And he was good. And he if he does what he does good, last yeah. year, he's fine. And he was getting drafted they're higher, la- higher, la- a lot of higher last year than he was this year. Can you, they're paying Kenyon Drake a lot of money. I know, but here's Tyler. the thing. The guy that was playing those the third down role has gone. Yeah, right. It's Kenyon Drake now, not Jalen Richard. So I have I a know, spicy here's take. I think what, what changes, though? That Kenyon Drake is a better running back than Jalen Richard and a higher pedigree, higher paid All guy. it does is I think Kenyon Drake is a viable RB2 if you go no running back strategy. Hey, where did Josh We're Jacobs pro- finish well, last That's year? what I was going to say. We're projecting kind of incidentally a massive drop-off for his – because he finishes the PPR RB8 last year. Now, didn't it was, really, but it was rocky, was, and, yeah. and it was very rocky it was kind and of boomer inconsistent, busted. and I bet if we pulled up his consistency – No, yeah, because he had a 40-pointer week one. Right. And yeah. then the rest of the year was like – And then, yeah, I he finished his final – His final line is basically what I, your I mean, I best casing – Yeah, his, his consistency rankings are going to be rough. But you're basically hoping for – Wasn't he unusable at the end? He had 1,065 yards rushing, 12 rushing touchdowns, only 33 catches, 
and that's going to probably go down. Pickle, right? do you want Josh Jacobs <sighs> or Miles Gaskin? That's what I was thinking too. Gaskin uh, is right where you're put. That's See, pushing would, it to the absolute. I would lean limit. Jacobs, but that's because of my fear of Gaskin. Sure. Which let me ask you: Why would funny. why would you take Josh Jacobs over Ronald Jones with their difference in price? Isn't it the same shit? No, it's the, it's the J- Josh Jacobs, the player. Josh Jacobs. I mean, Josh Jacobs didn't do horrible player. last year, man. That's that's my point is that nothing's going to change because he wasn't used on third downs last year at all. Right. So his drop off when it have to be <laughs> yeah. and his drop off like like let's say he finishes not at RB eight but at like RB eighteen. That's still pretty good, or at least you're not you're not cratering. It's not cratering you. You don't want to take that, I guess, at around four. How about this? Can we all agree that there is no fucking upside with Josh Jacobs? That's not true, though. No, yeah, I don't. I don't see a high ceiling for him. I kind of agree with that. That I can't picture like a top. I I can't picture a top ten finish. Right? I mean, and it would take an injury to. Okay, but how do we feel about Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor? Stop it. No, I'm asking. They're gonna have the same amount of touch. What's going to be different? Nick Chubb has well, almost they're going to run the, the ball more. They're yeah, not going to be losing. They're going to be in better game scripts. More. I don't know about run the ball Gruden, more, though. The Raiders right, really want to run the ball and, a lot. Yeah. yeah, but when you're losing, you can't. Their, their defense team, is horrible. John Gruden doesn't care. They tried to trade for a Marlon Mack last week. Or Marlon Mack. Khalil Mack. Not last week in the offseason. That's defensively. That's that's. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm saying when when you're down points, you can't really run the ball like you want to. But the Browns can because they have a really good defense. I don't know. I'm it's at least a, like it's Joe. at least a, uh, they, something to think they about. Still love to, I, I, it's just I think people are really overreacting to the Kenyon Drake, where Kenyon Drake is just going to be an actual viable fantasy piece for the Raiders to use. But the 33 catches that's probably going to stay around the same because his catches come on first and second down. Every, Drake's not going to play early down for the past two years. What what have we said? If Josh Jacobs, if you can get him in the third and his pass catching increases, you, you've hit gold. Right. His pass catching has never increased, and this year it seems like it's actively going to go down. You, he is not someone with a high ceiling that you can – you really are better off with David Montgomery, with Chris Carson, with Miles Gaskin, with Daryl Henderson, with – I think Mike Davis. Like, Mike Davis is the only show there. Even if you think he's older and the wheels fall off at the end of the season, like – He's fucking there. Yeah, the, the thing, the only, yeah, the thing with Davis is I can just see him getting like twenty more catches, just yeah. naturally. And he's of, the but, goal line. There is no Kenyon Drake there to like ever poach. But I'm not, and s- I'm not saying Josh Jacobs shouldn't be the goal line, but they just do weird shit. There might be a time on the goal line that Kenyon Drake is there and he pokes through, and you're like, why the fuck did that just happen? Yeah, but it might happen. I, and, uh, and I shouldn't say too. I think with Kenyon Drake, I think he's going to be a flex running. Back I do too. Season. I think yeah. he's going to be and, fine. And I don't think that necessarily kills. It's uh, Jacobs. I think it's more about like Drake's a good player, and uh, yeah. And they paid him $8 million a year, I think. Maybe so. I'm going a little hard on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs had 273 like... rushes last year. Yeah. You look at that with, what, Nick Chubb and then the games that he missed with Kareem Hunt, it's right around the same. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I think that is a very fair point, Nick Chubb. And it's Nick Chubb keeps, it, keeps doing it successfully. I don't know what to tell why you. Why has Josh Jacobs no, not I, done it successfully? Because he keeps a, getting no, hurt. Think, well, Nick Chubb's fucking, getting hurt. Uh, last year was his first one. Well, yeah, yeah but when you Chubb. look at it, I, I was going to pull up Chubb real quick. I think we might be surprised It's here. like, I mean, well, I, I just don't know why we're... I mean, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Chubb I just don't see a high ceiling for Josh Jacobs. I, you're right. I don't know why Nick Chubb keeps – maybe he's just so well, much better not, than Josh Chubb, Jacobs. But Jacobs so much... was better than Chubb last year. That's what I was well, trying he, he to Well, he finished ba- better. He didn't. He, his points per game, it was, we, as we see here, is 16.6 for Nick Chubb, 13.4 for Josh Jacobs. But it's this, It's this. there's a and three rounds of difference between Exactly. That's We're looking at a fourth-round guy. That's right. my point is, like, why are we dogging this guy? Right. Well, there are – 
there are same two games go, here go where Chubb was RB50 week one, and then when he got hurt, he was RB45. Go back to those points per game. We're looking at Aaron Jones going top five, and we're looking at a guy with 14.7 points per game who doesn't see over 20 touches a game. It's just really the the round difference, you know? Like, that's a, that's a very dramatic drop-off, and I think that's a roundabout Tyler, saying way of saying. what are you saying. trying to say right now about Aaron Jones? What is the point of you saying that right there? The point what, of is, me, what are you insinuating? The point of me saying that? Yeah, I'm just I'm just pointing out observations. I'm doing <laughs> observational right. comedy. Let's move on. I'm saying Aaron, on yeah. Aaron Jones has had like three games in his entire career where he's gotten over 20 total touches. So Aaron Waller. I think if you no, we don't, we're not going to talk long on Waller. Either. Jacobs in the fourth round, I, I think that's okay. That's all right with me. I think yeah. it's a steal. Fourth round's great for Jacobs. Uh, Darren Waller, he's worth end of the second, third round pick. Yeah. Um, he's If you want to go tight end early, he's he's a stud. He's going to get supreme volume, and he he's their number one tight end one, do you think? I don't think he can beat Kelsey if Kelsey's healthy for 17. Mm-hmm. I keep saying he's the one that'll do it, but I would say that I guess if I knew Kittle he was going to play 17. He can't beat him if Kelsey, yeah. It's but at the end of the year, it's like Kelsey's going to do what Kelsey does. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. They just have a way more high-powered offense. He has Pat Mahomes. He has Derek Carr. Now, so. what if the Bucks really did break Mahomes, though? Well, okay, we'll, yeah. We'll see that. Waller, Waller could surpass. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next team. Uh, let's go with this Los Angeles Chargers, almost at San Diego. Oh. Um, Justin Herbert, uh, quarterback, is... We were all collectively a little lower on Herbert than kind of consensus. Yeah, he had yeah. a little rough stretch, or rough end of the season other than week, uh, not counting week 17. Um, mm-hmm. He finished his last five games with a quarterback 14, quarterback 30, 17. Then he had a quarterback 6 and quarterback 19 uh, to finish the year. So not a top 12 or other than one time the last five weeks of the year. Seems like maybe... We got a caller calling in. Uh, seems like maybe he, uh, or maybe defense has started to figure him out a little bit. I don't know. I'm a little scared about taking him and him having like a sophomore slump. What do you guys think of that? I'm not worried about him having a slump as much as the guys going behind him are just feel like way better values. You know, oh, with the guys we talked about a lot of them. Uh, your Brian Tannehill's, your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers. Um, and they're going five rounds after Herbert. I mean, Herbert has ascended into like the fifth round for a guy that runs a little bit, but not enough to work to what you want. I mean, you're projecting him to do better than he did, did last year, which yeah. I'm not entirely, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not comfortable really go going gung ho out to get. He's Herbert, after that, like elite group of guys. He kind of falls in like the Russ. It's like Russell Wilson and him are like the bridge gap to yep. the Tom Brady Tannehill group. Yeah. But like I'm taking Wilson is, ahead of Herbert, for is example. Closer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like the fact that new head coach seems to be a very competent head coach from around the league, what they say. Yep. Um, and then uh, Joe Lombardi coming in from the Saints, who has produced very solid fantasy offenses for the last five years in New Orleans. Especially to the running back, Austin Eckler. Um, yep. They improved their offensive line. They went out first round, Rashawn Slater. They brought in Corey Lindsey. Um, so revamped O-line. Um, I would say Mike Williams was healthy. Um, so that was an exciting thing. For <laughs> that was an exciting bit. couple months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jared Cook as a receiving option at tight end. Um, Not you know, fantasy worthy to gonna, me. But. No, but for just in terms of Herbert, like they added some more weapons, in my opinion, in a way. You don't think Cook is is even at all interesting? I think. Oh, you don't like him at all? He's they their got, starting they got tight the, end. Uh, they got the Farham guy behind Donald him. Donald Parham, yeah. And, but they went out and paid Jared Cook. I mean, Cook. And the thing is, is Cook's not going to block. So yeah. he's on the field. I mean, he was graded. 
the worst tight end of all time last year by PFF That's by his grade. A large so. portion because of the fact that he's an absolute useless blocker. He, I don't know. I think the he's on his way out. I don't know. I wouldn't take a last round flyer on him over mm-hmm. a younger guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, good running could game with Eckler receiving it's option. I, so I, I do like Herbert, but yeah, I, I agree with you that he, his price gets pushed up a little bit too far. Yep. If Mike, he goes in that second range of like Tannehill Brady, I'd like it a lot more. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's where I thought he was going to go when last season ended. But like kind of eighth, ninth roundish mm-hmm. around there would be. Uh, we'll go quick on Eckler right here. We've talked about Eckler and yeah, Keenan beast, Allen before. First round pick, super safe PPR floor, and if he they, if they decide to give him full goal line work like they should, because all their other guys are terrible, he's going to be a top probably four or five and again back. just mentioned it joe lombardi from the saints yep. is the man that has guaranteed uh camara 81 catches a season for the yep. past four years now so handcuffs kind of tough there it's either going to be this larry roundtree or uh there's uh, the joshua George, kelly josh kelly and then there's justin jackson who's still kind of oh, lingers yeah. around so they, it's they, an ugly, they're still sticking to not going to really be able to handcuff it's, they have their early down back right. but you want the guy in the camara eckler role if eckler, eckler is good. truly like their their playmate so, central play and who is the backup technically for eckler's role They've said they say I think it's going to be Justin Jackson because so he's the veteran sort of. guy. If you were, I'd probably go that way because that's going to be the valuable role if Eckler goes down. So, yeah, they that will be if Eckler goes down, it'll mm-hmm. be a bid for, on the Fab for whoever the top guy is. Yep. Um, but Keenan Allen, he's super safe wide receiver one. Herbert's going to hit him a bunch of times. I, I love him in the second or second and third round, two three turn area. Keenan Allen, man, he's can't get go wrong. Catches probably. Yep. He, he used to get the you know the hate for being injury prone, but I don't think he's missed the game since those like ACL tears. Other than uh, one game, I think he gets uh, banged last up year here and there. But yeah, so, so do the, all the receivers out there. So it was they weird because when he first started, he had like three straight seasons of ACL tears. I know or something. It was weird. I know. Yep. But, and I think he even tore. He had a knee injury in college too. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's that crazy because of how like quick he is out of his like breaks mm-hmm. and stuff, which is what you. Um, Josh Palmer scored yeah. a t- their rookie uh, scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's not go too crazy. Yeah. But he's possibly the third receiver in a high volume passing attack. That's always something I'm possibly kinda... two for most of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Williams right now we should say healthy. Mike Williams is not practicing. He's got a hip injury. Wow, what a surprise! The guy comes down on his hip every single time he's yeah. a catch. Um, so yeah, I mean, we like Williams if we could be guaranteed he's going to play, but yeah. But I, I loop. I, I would loop Palmer into that. Your last positional. Uh, bench spot of your draft before your defense and kicker he if none of your favorite guys are there definitely worth it yep uh their defense should be pretty good right yes yeah chargers uh, defense i like it's it's tough sounds funny of derwin james but if derwin is healthy their defense will be great yeah great pass rush yep we'll see about them then uh let's move on to the last team in the afc west um the denver broncos right yeah um they have a quarterback competition. Jared, Which means they don't have a quarterback. Uh, Drew Locke. <laughs> Never what you actually want to hear, to be honest with you. <laughs> or Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> We're not going to draft either of those guys. When Aaron Rodgers goes there, they'll be worth it. Yep. Um, but let's talk about those wide receivers they got there. Yeah, they, it's, a, it's a pool of like... I hope it's Locke, to be honest with you, for, for all three receiver sakes. I honestly have come back to that, too. Yeah. I mean, Teddy got, is... Locke's going to throw down the field. Exactly. I like that for a receiver, you know? And Sutton, when he's going down the field, is a monster. Um, Love Sutton. Judy's – I don't know why Judy scares me because I loved him coming into the league, and I just – 
have like lost. He led the NFL in drops, right? Or second to Deontay, I think. Yeah. uh, So it's easy to me. It's Judy as their wide receiver one this year because of Sutton's. He's still not fully healthy. It looks like uh, word in camp is like he's just not getting under balls and he's not. He doesn't feel like himself. I'm scared of Sutton. I taking him off my board because of these reports. But Jerry Judy had 12 drops last year. Um, on. He had 113 targets, just a 46% catch rate on those guys. Mm-hmm. So, What I think with this group is that there's like a lot of solid guys. They got K.J. Hamler, who just scored an 80-yard touchdown. He's someone I'm willing to throw into that uh, Miko Late round, round of, take a dart. You could throw a dart on him. Sure. Yeah, because especially if Sutton is not recovering well, then uh, Hamler's perfect deep threat. He can play the slot too. But what I, I think they have a bunch of these guys that – they don't have a single real superstar. Maybe Jerry Judy turns into that, but they don't have a real superstar. I can just kind of feel, combined with how often they're going to run the ball, how mediocre their quarterback is, they're not really being like a, a real star, number one, consistent guy on this offense. They got Tim Patrick, too. Tim He's Patrick a sol- was a solid, solid receiver last year. So they can just kind of move all these he guys He might be in. the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, and then they got Noah Fant. And Noah Fant's an extremely talented tight end, yeah. which I guess we can talk about. He's a really tough guy to call this year. Uh, I've unfortunately drafted him in two leagues already, and let me just – it doesn't feel great, man. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. I love the player, but for all those uh, – everything I just said, it's a, it's, there's going to be very few huge spike weeks. And when those come, you're not going to be able to predict them in this offense, I think. Fant Higby. Oh, man. Higby. Fant, Fant finished nice at the end of the he year, did. but yep. he's a, and he, Fant is a supremely amazing against. talent, like yeah. awesome, awesome. The beauty talent. of the tight end position is even if he does have a few boom weeks, even if you ride him every week of the season, the odds of you replacing him with another guy that's going to give you that donut is the same as just rolling the dice and enjoying the high weeks when he does do something. You're talking about Noah Fant, Noah Fant, right? Like yeah. the the down I, weeks. Because that sounds up. like Higby, too. Could be That's Higby what I mean. Too, yeah. On the back end, it's going to be the same. Right, we, yeah. Every year we come in, we're like, the tight end situation is much, much better at the end. Yep. And that's and why you're seeing is. this year people are really hot on getting a tight end early because they're tired of this shit. <laughs> a lot of people are, yeah. yeah. Um, but fan is that's being that's priced into where fans going, and that's why I've ended up getting him on a lot of drafts because yeah. I, I hold off on tight end, and I'm like, well, I'll find he's, someone, and it's just though there's he's no the fan. talent guy there, you know, yep. yeah, like him and Bob Tunyon go around the same area. Um, Gasicki, I'll take Fant over both those guys probably, but yep. Um, All right, let's talk about their running backs. Um, they have Melvin Gordon is probably going to be the starter, and then he is a he nice is. little rookie, Javante Williams. Let's talk about Melvin first. He's uh, actively hurt right now. He has a groin injury, right? So he is being perco- he is being held out because he is their guy. That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Got They're some, paying him a lot. You got to expect him to be got their some guy. Good in- mm-hmm. Broncos insight insiders and Bronco or uh, Gordon is, is all the, the year, full Gordon season. is all the stuff that the coaches love about Malcolm Brown that keeps him on the, f- the field. You know, just kind of this. Re- except Gordon actually can make plays. You he know, can. and so that's what makes it so tough for Williams is that Gordon is not going to. Look, like mess things up a lot, you know, to get him taken off the field. Uh, and the that's way, why it's hard for me to project Williams doing a lot this year. The way I look at it is I view him as eventually this year, Javante will take over fully. And this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. like versus Sermon and Mozart, where I think Mozart's going to hang around enough to still make it annoying even at the end of the year for Sermon. Yeah, I feel honestly this, I, I kind of feel the same about uh, that, that uh, Mostert and Gordon are both going to be annoying like that, but 
Man, yeah, Williams has already looked so good in the preseason. Just really sharp, you know, making great cuts. Uh, it's only a matter of time because he is a great talent, and they need playmakers. It um, is, and then but, I guess the one other thing is he still he never he didn't play any third down in college, mm. and right now he's getting no third down work in the preseason. So maybe there's a scenario where they don't even want him as the you know they've got plans. Royce like a Philip Lindsay situation. Yeah, like this is exactly how it was with Philip yeah, Lindsay. He's their early down guy, and they want to have that third down pass protection. Uh, Damn it! Yeah, that is know. a really good point. And, and Lindsay's had two straight thousand yard seasons for them. In yeah, that so role. it's still a valuable role, and he's still going to get used. Um, but for early season, I think Melvin Gordon's got like a three down workload for the first couple weeks of the year. That is a really important point, though. It's, it's not so you can't completely bury Williams, even in the event that Gordon plays all sixteen. There is still a chance that Williams delivers top thirty six. Absolutely, you know, like, like he can his, still give you a flex. Gonna type get of deal. going. Yeah, it's just I don't know if it'll be as drastic as a full takeover versus split. And where Williams is going right now, I think people are kind of assuming he is the guy, right? He's going in eight, seven. Yeah, round. he's going ahead of Melvin. Um, let me uh, That's where you got to be I've cautious. actually flipped that a little bit, and that's only because in my draft plans for our home only league, three I'm, spots I'm taking ahead. two, and I'm planning on kind of punting my RB2 a little bit, and mm-hmm. I get to that area, and I'm like, I can't go and take Javante as an RB2. Because you don't know if he's going to... Over a guy like Melvin, who I know is going to play, and like you said, if he plays 17, he's not going anywhere. Right fully you know he's right. still going to be valuable to me at the end of the year somewhat it just li- it limits williams ceiling too you can't like it does yeah yep all right let's uh uh um, what about denver defense broncos defense very good good a schedule. lot of good players and a great great schedule to start the year oh, yeah there you like, go really well nice streaming start they might have the best secondary in the whole league they got crazy crazy talent in secondary wow they've yep. looked good too so far all right let's move on to the nfc west uh let's start with uh the f- who won the division last year rams the Rams won the division, so let's start with them. Matt Stafford, nice little late-round quarterback kind of guy. If you're not going to take the top guy, Stafford's always nice. Top 12 guy usually every week. Stafford is someone I'm pivoting off of um, Justin Herbert for. Why, In my mind, why take Justin Herbert in the fifth when I could take Stafford in the 11th? And the funny thing is, is Brady, Rodgers, and Tannehill's value has gotten pushed up almost to an uncomfortable eighth to ninth round. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Stafford's been left in the dust, and we always talk about how that there's that QB in like the 11th, 12th round that finishes as that, that top guy. Hits. And if it's not going to be a rookie, almost by default, it's like, why wouldn't it be Matthew Stafford? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's actually gotta, good. We know he's good. Yep. I know. he. I feel in my bones that that man is finishing top 12 quarterback <laughs> this year. I don't. Mike has been a Stafford guy. But I, I, I want to be careful too. because I, I want to acknowledge that it is <laughs> – almost impossible in today's league to be a top five quarterback and not rush the ball in fact it's almost closer like top six seven and not rushing the ball at all you know what i mean so yep i i feel confident that he will but if you take stafford keep that in mind that it is it's going to be very difficult versus like a jalen hurts you know jalen hurts goes in that same kind of rant i get right yeah still kind of going there same range so Hertz has a higher ceiling to me than Stafford. Stafford, however, is much safer to me and is not he still has a nice ceiling. Don't get me wrong. You know, top top twelve guaranteed in, in my mind. So the the way the way I look in my head I'm, I justify it is Goff threw forty five hundred and thirty six in this offense. Yep, you're right. And Goff finished QB six, I believe, uh that year. So Stafford should be able to throw forty plus easily and over five thousand if he's healthy. Yep. Yep. That's obviously still wishful thinking, but if late round quarterback, I like him. 
Yeah, I, I think they can definitely. That was, I think, the 2018 season, right? They still had Cup, they still had Woods, uh, and Jared Goff was the QB six. And uh, there's probably something to it too, because a lot of people are probably taking like Fields and Lance in drafts over Stafford. Mm-hmm. And it's like they might not play for a little bit, and right. Stafford's going to play from the get go. Well, you yep. brought up the two names; they always are competing. Yep. Do we take Cup or do we take Woods? Bobby Trees. I know Tyler's a huge Bobby yeah, Tree, Robert Woods guy. If, if I did a top 12 receivers right now, I think Tree would come, Bobby would come in at number 12 for me. I think he'll be crack my top 12. I love, ECR 13. Love. Is he really? Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I'm actually very high on Cooper Cup this year as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, neither of them are going to get to you. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's unfortunate. And what? If one does, it's Cup. In the third, fourth. Um, however, Bobby Trees in the third. I agree with that statement that I think Bobby, I think Robert Woods could do it. And I think Cooper Cup could finish like high end wide receiver two right behind him. Are you taking like I'll take those both, guys? I'll take both of them over Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Okay, so you don't like the Buccaneers? I do like the Buccaneers, but I'm not joking when I say I'm that. Ki- I was kidding. By default, that. there's no way that based on the the weapons that we have, there's just no physical way Tom Brady could throw for 5,200 yards. And if you break those numbers down, there's no way you can guarantee me which of those Bucks receivers is going to be a guaranteed wide receiver one. Right. However, if you do some Stafford projections, there's a very real scenario where the top two guys like Cup and Woods just are so far ahead of the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you're are we saying we're pretty set? I think Robert Woods should go ahead of Cooper Cup. He's always had bad touchdown luck. Um, for some reason, but if he gets those touchdowns up, he's easily going to be a top ten receiver. Um, Cup is Cup is a similar kind of situation to uh, Meikle, where he's only playing in three wides, but they play in three wides nonstop. And so Cup is still you're still going to be have that annoying thing every week where you're like, why isn't this guy playing more snaps? But he's going to kill it. I mean, he's going to be awesome. It's and a career year for both of them, I think. My love, my love for Cup and Woods also on the recent rise is due to the fact that there's no Cam Akers. I think Henderson's going to be great, but they're not going to be able to run the ball nearly as much or as well as they were going to. Are you guys taking Woods ahead of CeeDee Lamb? Mm, that's really yes. tough. Um, but so I you, think if push came to I mean, shove. You're going to have to take him in that third yeah, round. Okay, so here's my thing. If I were going to take a Cowboys receiver first, I'm going to take Cooper. I think Cooper's actually going to lead the team in yards. Possibly. Probably catches as well. Um, if I had to take a Bucks receiver first, I would take Godwin because. Yeah, me too. That's the one I'm planting my flag in. However, again, the likelihood that you're going to peg these three-headed monsters like this mm-hmm. is just very slim to none. It's a little more likely with the Cowboys. We haven't even third, talked about the Bucks. We, we were Gallup. supposed to save them for this episode, but, but we Antonio won't be able to Brown get to them. Brown being the third is what gives me giant right. concern being they're healthy. I mean, and you got. I mean, and you can go down the list too, of with, the rest of the weapons. Right? It's, just, yeah, it's, it's like a six-headed monster. Ex- for Tampa. And it's like yeah. I think Tom's going to dominate, but I don't. I can't guarantee you which one's going to do it. Every week it's going to be concentrated between Woods Cup. Every single yeah, week. Exactly. It, there's not going to be much variance It looks there. like Woods is third round, Cup is fourth round. Take whichever one you prefer, I guess. Absolutely. Um, you can't one. go wrong, bro. You can't. I mean, yeah. You won't be upset at the end of the year when the other one finishes slightly higher. We've discussed the Daryl Henderson thing a little bit after Cam Akers went down. How confident are you in guys in Daryl Henderson as a RB2 for you? The more time has gone by, the more comfortable i've gotten because there's been no whispers of them trying to trade for anyone trying to pick up anyone true they just lost another running back uh, i think raymond calais right didn't he get yeah they caught him today uh and so you know there's just really nothing else there and so if we apply the same thing we do to like mike davis and i think henderson's as good or better a player than mike davis 
better offense. The line kind of stinks. What are you going to do? Um, he's going in the fourth round. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah, and the, the competition behind him is two undrafted rookies. There's nothing. Um, yep. So it's like those aren't concerns. McVay's not going to trot that out there. Hey man, don't Jake Funk was a seventh rounder, brother. He was a seventh rounder, and I do like. I think I might even have it's Funk a cool on name. my taxi squad in Dynasty. Jake but, um, Funk, mm-hmm. um, it is a cool name. All yeah. right, so we we agree. I I think Daryl Henderson is nice. I think he could be really good. He he's still right behind for me. I would take like Montgomery and probably Carson before him. Yeah, definitely on a list. Probably I'm taking him before Gaskin. Before Mike Davis. I think Pat got – I think I'd take him out of Josh Jacobs. I mean, it, it would not um, – neither of them feel particularly good, but yeah. I'd have to go probably with workload and, and offense as well too. Yeah, very true. Just a high, more high-powered offense. Uh, and then the, I got to mention Tyler Higby too uh, because uh, we're kind of post-hype last year, We everyone me included, got carried away with that stretch. They still had Gerald Everett. They still had Jared Goff. Now this year they don't have Jared Goff. They don't have Gerald Everett. It's Tyler Higby starting tight end all day long. Matthew Stafford has a history of throwing to tight ends throughout his career. I think Higby's uh, he's going late enough. Uh, he's going, I think, after guys like Gasecki and Goddard, and that's crazy. And I'm me. taking like, him over. All, I'm taking all, him over both of both them. them. Yeah, um, he's just a solid player, and I think he will most weeks be the third target in this offense. He feels like he could be a consistent late round tight end. Yeah, yep. Even he's he's lower. definitely on my short list of. Uh, I've, I'm purposely cutting my late round tight end list like a lot because most of them suck and so i'm trying to be more careful with who i but i really do feel confidently higby is a good target to go after all right uh rams defense is the number one defense in fantasy take them uh i don't know i don't really take them early I, i'm a late round mm-hmm. defense guy but i feel like highs around 12 is pretty normal i don't know you guys i feel like that's where sometimes they will go is probably like a 12 yeah I don't know. New defensive coordinator this year. Uh, so. It feels really bad at the end of the year where you probably had to maybe drop them at one point or couldn't use them a few weeks, and then you look at the draft board at the end and you see there's, like, a player that could have changed your season. In yeah, that's so true, it's yeah. it's tough to take the defenses. Um, okay, let's move on to the next team. Uh, 49ers will go with uh, Trey Lance or Jimmy G. Trey Lance is a guy you take. You take a Matt Stafford or a Kirk Cousins, and you take Trey Lance, and then maybe he's your starter down the stretch uh, around fantasy playoff time. Shit. In a week, we might hear he's week one starter. At this point, yep. it's still very, very much Two touchdowns last night. Started slow, but then he had two good final drives to his night. Mm-hmm. He has uh, been rushing, weirdly, in the preseason, but, I mean, it's just a weird observation. He only has, I think, one rush. Yeah. Um, so may, we could probably expect that to change. And they have um, talked about uh, Shanahan talking about the designed – running action they wanted to use for him so mm-hmm. it's in the it's in the works they just aren't doing it let's talk about their stud wide receiver brandon Ayuk. man this guy's a beast uh i'm pretty i think he's worth it in the fifth round definitely over jamar chase it's it's between him and higgins right now mm-hmm. i'm taking him over thielen though i think you know he's a first round talent drafted 25th i think they traded they trade they were gonna take him at 15 trade it back trade it back up to get him at 25 i think it was Insane target shares in some games last year. Yeah, he had as many as up to like sixteen. The crazy thing is, he's a stud. Is that he only averages two point three? His average depth of target is two point three yards, which you think Juju doesn't get it. Juju gets four five point seven. So he's really close to the line. No, no, I think that's Debo. You're thinking of Debo Samuel there because Ayuk's downfield. That's that's Debo. 
I, Debo has the most ridiculous. I know the, ex- I know the exact stat you're thinking. It's uh-huh. Debo. Am I? Yeah. And I was going to say, Debo, I actually, I, I'm in on Debo this year. He's another late-round receiver. Who I is like in him because of his value. Yeah. His value is, has not uh, gotten crazy. Yeah, and, yeah I'm an idiot. And I you, meant that was Debo. Well, yeah, Sam, but, you know, Sam. No, it applies. I, but yeah. Debo is valuable because he just Shanahan gets him those, like, design touches. PPR. But I still want Ayuk more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Like, Ayuk is. It used to be, though, where Ayuk and Debo's um, ADP was, like, somewhat close. And yeah. that was stupid because. Well, Debo got hurt again, too, you right? You shouldn't be taking Debo anywhere close to Ayuk. Ayuk's going to be the man there. Yep. They um, run. They do running plays to Ayuk as well. They run yeah. sweeps. And so you there's can get part of me lot. that thinks that Ayuk, in some ways, is more of a number one target than Kittle is. In the off, in terms of Shanahan's actual what he wants to do, like go to guy, um, Shanahan does have a history with like number one receivers, like absolutely eating. I mean, you can go back. I know Julio Jones, sorry, the obvious one, but, but. Pierre Garcon, man, Pierre Garcon had three seasons of being a, a very solid fantasy receiver as like his number clear, one, the clear cut guy, clear cut number one. When it was Debo as the clear cut number one uh, two years ago, Debo was looking solid, you know, um, and, and the price is great. That fifth round for Ayuk for a potential number one with top twelve ADP upside. six round brother six round yeah, yeah. like that I so, love that yeah. I really really love that. Um, let's move on to uh, George Kittle real quick. Greg Kittle, Greg Kittle. Yep. Uh, I don't know about him. He's hey. been going in the third round. I think in our league he's going to go into the fourth. Really, I've I been, think he'll I've slip. been curious about that because there's and we talked about this pre-show that now Pat might. It's going to be a race for the Waller, and, and then I can't do that. I've been thinking in my mind, would I take Kittle? And I hate to, like, do the injury thing with people, but, like, I just don't want to touch him. But the thing is, if you told me he was playing 17 games, oh, yeah. I would touch him in a heartbeat. I know. Yeah, you would touch him. I, <laughs> I would touch him all over the First thing Pat said, 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have just been dropping knowledge. I'm yeah. just absorbing to see how I need to draft. <laughs> yeah. Pat's a listener right now. <laughs> you guys like, huh, how are these like, guys going to draft? But, like, Kittle's great. I just don't want to deal with him. I don't want to deal with him either, if man. If he's healthy. I want to deal. You're gonna want to deal. I want to deal. I know. I want to touch him in the second round in three leagues last year, and hoping that I could touch him. He gave you that forty at the end of the year. Understand you never touching him again after that. But like, it's one of those where once it happens to you once, you're like, surely it can't happen. Right. Like, yeah, that's why I'm at with of a pedigree guy that gets paid too much is too beloved to do this to me again right you know what i mean but you never i guess you never know if you tear something you're fucked but that 50 when you taste the game like the 50 yarder or 50 pointer from your fucking tight end right. you've won it you've certainly absolutely won this the week this dude yep. nearly shattered the tight end receiving record on like a 12 game season with bozos at quarterback yes you C- remember cj like, beat hard yes yes <laughs> that that brutal Bethard. qb beat play hard. Oh, beat hard oh god and, and beat hard. so yeah, I mean, Kittle is, he, he does have that number one, ty- that truly Travis Kelsey tier upside in him, you know? Um, if he was healthy, that, that year he was healthy, he almost beat yeah. Travis Kelsey. He had 1,400 receiving yards, I think. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so you do got to bet that he's going to stay healthy, but everyone's got to stay healthy. You and know? That, so, that's yeah. that's why I hate doing playing right. that game, because right. then I'm like, I, oh, I could use this for, I'm taking Dalvin Cook in the first, <sighs> you know? You know what this means, though, right? He's going to get hurt. You cannot take Debo Samuel from this team. Uh, well, yeah, that's, well, that's true, true. but Kittle, Debo. But touching. the thing with Debo is, no, that I he, mean, this is a team with a star tight end. Right, right. Brandon Ayuk is their star one. Right. Debo cannot be touched. I will him. say the only reason I'll say with Debo is because he's got such a unique like gadget. Role, well, you know, like they use him on all those little screen dump off yeah, things like so much. Back. So only in a PPR league will am I down to draft Debo? I think in a standard, you he 
probably should go undrafted. I bet you Debo wasn't even drafted in your other league. Probably not. Yeah. I, oh no, I took him. That's right. I, I took Debo, but it was super late. It yeah. was in the like 13th round or something, yep. which is perfect. Yep. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the running backs real quick. Um, I don't want it to, is like bro, a, it's a mess. I know it's a carousel <sighs> over there. If if Shanahan was having his way, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. Wayne would Goldman. be the, <laughs> would be the goal line back for them. He's out though most of the year, so I think if Shanahan had had his way, he could pick three new ones. Each and every yeah, just cycling yeah. guys. Just drafts. Yeah, new I'm not going to take probably either of these guys because of how just you never know. I mean, Mostert's t- the one to draft to start the year. That's for sure. I don't even think he's playing in preseason right now. Is he? Nope. They're trying to keep him. Is fresh. Sermon? Whatever his name is, hurt. It, he's healthy right now, but I think they tried to keep him fresh too in that last yeah. game, right? Didn't they not play I Sermon he was that hurt. much? Yeah, and then they who's their other one they brought in? Uh, Wayne, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman, and then they also drafted Elijah Mitchell, who hasn't been healthy, but he just feels like he could yeah. be. On a, on a, they're going to use as many as possible. You're never going to have a high ceiling game unless Mostert scores two touchdowns. Like it's because most of the time, if he scores one touchdown, the next touchdown is going to be Sermon or something. If I just don't like the situation. If you go light RB strategy and you're like punting your RB two and you get to like the eighth round, the thing is, I think Mostert's even going in like the sixth. Yeah, round. he is. If he ADP gets to like 60. the seventh, eighth round for me. And you need that That's RB2. right, by the way. Trey Sermon is hurt. Ankle injury. I would be willing to take Mozart because he's going to be there early in the season for you. And there's a shot. He just is – I mean – Mostert, Mostert, Mostert is a potential blind spot for, for people, I think. The truth is you, pr- you probably don't want any of them. But here's the thing with Mostert, the, and, and I know I've caught myself doing this, the assumption he's going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. It feels like there is a general assumption among people, well, Mostert's going to get hurt. I mean, that's we can't make that assumption, you know. He is twenty nine, and he yeah, but but he's the that late he's the that number has, one he has running no back work on his body. He had two hundred yards and four touchdowns in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, so he's the, like a quality player. You that's know? what I mean. He can do it and so in a great situation. Enough, he's obviously worth something. The problem is, is his name is still valuable enough to where some people in your league are going to take him too early. Yeah, I think if you get the seventh round or something, that's cool. Like, so let's I'm say if that. you like, oh, you punt, do want him. If you, sixth, seventh so round, or seventh let's, round. Let's do this one. If you punt your RB two in a draft, you load up on your other starters, your positions, you grab one of the early tight ends or something. Mm-hmm. But you get to that point where you need the RB two. You're in like the seventh round. Would you guys be willing to go Mozart or like a Damien Harris Chase or Chase Edmonds? Oh, Is Chase Edmonds in the seventh? That, where of that crop? Chase Edmonds. Uh, is he in the set? He's got to be I way mean, earlier. He is earlier. I, I think it's probably six. Raheem Mostert. We have to talk about them. You're Damian looking at Harris Raheem Mostert, Damian Harris, or uh, James, Jamal Williams. James Conner, that version of it? James Conner. James Conner version of it? I mean, I'm... I would go James Conner, Jamal Williams, Damian Harris. Raheem would probably be my last choice. Oh, yeah. boy. I mean, Raheem just ha- – he does have a, a ceiling. You know, he does have like a oh, attainable yeah, but, kind of – But it's not happening. Big fella, you're <laughs> going to get him for three games. If he stays – well, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the only thing keeping me from drafting right. him, and that's not a, a quantifiable thing. Well, he's you know 29 I mean? as well. That's, yeah, that's why he's I only that. ever been hurt. I did mention that. No, here's the thing. Yes, he's oh, 29, yeah. but he also – up doesn't until, have the mileage up until of that a 29 first year, year where he played actually right. played some good starter snaps for the 49ers. He had a total of like 27 carries in his entire NFL career. Right, right. Yeah, and he Pat, was still getting hurt too much. What do we always well, no, say? He just wasn't playing. You never pay your running back. You don't pay your running back because you could start Raheem Mostert and have a Super Bowl run. Yep. All right, let's move on to uh, 49ers defense will be solid, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think they're going to bounce good. back. They're going to be healthier than they were last yeah. year, which is just a positive for them. Uh, they got the Warner guy linebacker, so they got some good players. Um Let's move on to the next team, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's going to be a Wait, stud. Wait, can I ask just one? I'm sorry, one quick question. Where, what round are you comfortable drafting Trey Lance? 
Trey Lance. I know we talked about him. He's just the last four-round kind of guy. Yeah, so I feel like he's going to go a lot in the 10th. I feel like he's going to go 10th, 11th, but I wouldn't be willing to take him. I would rather take Trevor Lawrence in that territory. Same. I would say 13th for me is where I'm willing to T-Law. take him. I just think he's going to go I'm excited. Earlier. T-Law is going to start here in about 30 minutes. Nice. Yeah, Lance Lance is super appealing. I'm going to be trying to swoop him up in drafts because the ceiling is uh, like just obscene, you know, and it could be uh, it could be quick. It could be week one. It's some, you got to pay attention every day to the – News, I think Trey is going to be fine. He's still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, next year is really like when you mm-hmm. Trey, you know, he's going to have games that fuck you this year. He's yeah. a rookie. Right. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions. He's only going to, and it, I saw someone point out there's going to be a lot of like, uh, I forget the stat line. It just sounded so perfect. It's like 170 thir- yards. 13 for 18. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. where they're just running the ball a ton. So there is going to be a yeah, lot of Yeah, because they are pretty heavy high run power team. run and team. Again, so. If it's not announced that he's some form of week one starter, there is still, if, in your mind, there's still scenarios where this guy possibly doesn't take over year one or, you know, at least gets benched or something. Week four, week five, he d- might not see the field if sure. Garoppolo can. I mean, their schedule's easy to start the year if they're 5-0. and oh. Yep. Like, would you uh, – can you envision yourself drafting Trey Lance probably, let's say, as your second quarterback, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you make it to the playoffs. He's he's a rookie. Right. Do you ever fucking want to start him in your play, in the playoffs or, let's say, the championship the, I mean, it, I guess it just depends you on how big of a, a tear, but, I mean, and then the schedule, like I know too. if I was in the championship last year and I had to trot out Herbert, who was doing well for a point, I just don't fucking like you know You want to know what I love about Lance and the Niners in general this year, though, is just their, is their schedule is so okay. sweet. Is it so, nice? in, like, the, the playoffs in particular, or just playoff range, because uh, week 13, Seattle – Week 14, Cincinnati. Week 15, Atlanta. Week 16, Tennessee. <laughs> week 17, Fuck. Houston. I'm Jesus Christ. Him out for all of those. So there is something to be said for maybe like um, yeah, I'll do that. hoping for a site. <laughs> and, and that can apply for Sermon too. You know, if you want to take Sermon and think, all right, well, second half of the season, maybe Mostert's not hurt, but maybe Sermon is so awesome that they're putting him out there and he's the 1A guy now, you know? All right. Very true. Let's keep it going. Yeah, um, Mr. On to Arizona. Two more teams left. Uh, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, he's going to be awesome uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean he's he's worth it in the fourth fifth round if you want top four easily yeah could finish as QB could one. be one could be qb1 this upgraded year upgraded their weapons uh, across the board they upgraded their offensive line they yep. have one of the best centers in the league now rodney hudson yeah they're a sleeper team to make a deep run in the playoffs so we'll see uh d hop we've talked a lot about yep. he's absolute stud Can he's going to get over 100 thing? catches I'm taking, uh, I'm taking aj green AJ Green, oh, man, have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> Does he? Ha- I, I legitimately really. haven't seen like has he made like a preseason no. play or anything nope. like that? Or because he's hurt? I don't think. Yeah, he hasn't playing. He's yeah. banged up. And honestly, they interviewed Kyler Murray and they were asking him about AJ Green and people saying his, he's washed. And Kyler Murray's response did not strike confidence in him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "No, he still got stuff left." Oh tank. no! And I'm like, oh he, god. He, he played last preseason game. So, it looks yeah. like zero catches. Hopkins has said. <laughs> Never he, mind. Hopkins has said this guy hasn't uh, lost. Probably you know, I've heard still AJ Green. He right. hasn't lost a step. False. However, I've now watched him for four years. Yes, he lost a yeah, step. Like, uh, I mean, you could throw a thirteenth round How, pick on him. Who cares? However, I just think he's going to be good for Kyler. I don't think he's going to be a viable fantasy option. Yeah, but and I think dude, he's still going to be a good player for them. I mm-hmm. watched that last game against Kansas City. Keyshawn Johnson was out there. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk was out there. Obviously, D Hop. 
I actually don't even think Diop played. Andy Isabella was a second round pick last year. Yeah, he yeah. sucks. <laughs> this is another one of those but where still. it's it's like for me it's Hopkins and then maybe Rondell Moore can get you. Get Rondell Moore was right. all over the place too. Like, yo, this Rondell is Moore's gonna play probably the second most snaps. He was kind of nice. And he kind of looks like a fucking running back out there. He's little. That's, yep, that's he's a little tank. He's a stout little. He was and just... they are in shot and um Cliff Kingsbury is obsessed with uh, throwing to the sidelines uh, yeah, and, and refusing to throw downfield. Yeah, and so yeah, and so they're just they're gonna throw. Rondale a ton of screens Cliff, man and I mean, Rondale is absolutely worth a draft pick in, in your I'll league this is 100% house. worth house. Draft last year they ran the second most four wideouts behind Buffalo so they're gonna it's kind of a platoon situation where they've got good players for for Kyler situation yep but the only viable one is D hop on the passing attack yep agreed all right let's talk about their running backs Jace fuck Chase Edmonds and James Connor I I like Connor, man. I, I this the the moment they picked him up, I I really liked him as a as a at least flex worthy kind of in a pinch running back you can put into your lineup with touchdown upside. Chase Edmonds has one career yeah, goal line he's rushing not attempt. Get the goal line. He is not going to get the goal line. Not even a crack. James at it. Connor no is going to get the Kenyon Drake role from last year, which scored about eight or nine touchdowns. I did not know he only had one goal line That's, attempt. It's nuts. The they might, just provides the knowledge. The he's so small. The thing about that Kenyon Drake nine touchdowns last year in, in the goal line is the fact that they do not throw it on the goal line whatsoever. Right. That too. Whatsoever. Yep. They, it's either, it's an option to, um, option. Oh yeah. What's up doggy. We got an option, uh, to the running back or Kyler Murray's running it in himself. Yeah. Uh, or, and and then maybe they'll throw a a jump ball to Hopkins. You can't, you can't see over the line of scrimmage. It's that depth of thing. He has no field vision at that point because it's just cut off. He sees over to the, to the stands at that point. Yep. Um, so he can't throw it there, but no, they run it so much on the goal line. Yeah, and Connor is going super late again. Uh, he's in. Connor is uh, in the, that. What was that group of running backs we were talking uh, about? Damian uh, Harris, ECR is Raheem, um, Raheem Mozart. Raheem Maybe that's a little more rich than I'm willing for. But I just really think that uh, is the, James Connor actually. He goes. Like, I think in like tenth round. So I want to say he round. usually goes around like ninth, tenth. Well, I'm gonna um, check which his is ADP. A little bit after Harris and Mozart, right? But it's before you get into like the handcuffs. His He's ADP in PPR is 101, so round nine. Here's a good one. Uh, uh, Connor, Singletary, Zach Moss. I'm taking Connor, bro. I'm taking Connor. I, and I don't even really have to think that hard about that one. <laughs> I'll take uh, But I will hear arguments otherwise. I don't, I don't want to make you. I, yeah. I am taking. I loved Connor like two months ago, but for some reason now I just. I don't fucking. I'm kind of grossed out by that they're running they were using Chase Edmonds a lot yeah in that game this last preseason game and I did not see James Conner out on that field so see I don't even like Conner as the player I like the situation I hate Conner as the player yeah and the <laughs> other part of that though that doesn't the reason I'm not like oh Chase Edmonds is because I hate Chase Edmonds the player too me so. too it's, it's weird <laughs> because it's it's a this is a weird one because James Conner seems like a bigger name than Chase Edmonds so right. it's weird for him to be like the backup, but Edmonds has got the uh, exciting athleticism, and he's, he's the, got more the of the PPR down. kind of option. But um, I'll take in Kingsbury's offense. I'll take that goal line work. Do you right? want both yeah. of them? I'm not drafting Edmonds. I don't think because I think Edmonds is too expensive for my tastes. You know, Same. I'm taking Miles Gaskin over Edmonds personally. Um, I know he's that James might be a little White. Spicy. He's old James White territory, and he isn't by no means old James White. Uh, well, that yeah, and I'm willing to be proven. Listen, all they got to do is suddenly start giving this little tiny running back goal line carries. Maybe they decide it's to not do that. Happen. But you've already got a little tiny quarterback. I think it makes a lot more sense to have a – and that's probably why they picked him up, you know. 
to kind of use the road grader down by the goal line. And, you know, he has no ceiling. He doesn't have top 12 ceiling by any stretch of the imagination. Again, this is as a RB3, as a viable RB3 on your, you know. If he rolls into the end zone, he's having a good game pretty much for you, or at least a startable. All right, do they have a starting tight end? I want to say it's Max Williams right now, possibly. So no. Yeah, no, like not a draftable one. Not a tight end. They're, a, they're similar to the Bills. Like you said, they run four wideouts a shitload, and okay. so they're just – What about that D? they want a tight end. What about that D? Uh, well, they got J.J. Watt. D, yeah, they, they added Watt. Chandler Jones is not wanting to be traded anymore. Their rookie linebacker um, looks sick. Yeah, Zayden Zayden Collins. Collins said he wants to kill people on the field. Sleeper D. Uh, Sleeper D. They I had would, a top three uh, defense. Maybe my, sneaky My D. issue with them is the same issue I have with the Rams. The difference is, is I believe in the Rams is like, obviously, they're the best defense in football, but I hate the division they play in. The competition, yeah. Um, yep. And so it's the same. you got to play against Russ, Stafford, and possibly Trey Lance in that 49er attack. All right. I'll pass on it. Let's move on to the last team of the day. The Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. We talked about him on the Top 12 Quarterback Show. I mean, we're split on Wilson, I think. Some of us are in, some of us are out. I'm in. I'm unreasonably getting higher on the Seahawks offense. (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) Who's out on him? I don't know. I just kind of had a general sense. Maybe I was wrong. No, I'm in. Uh, What? I mean, it's... Relative. I think he, I don't want to like box you. I don't feel. I mean, he finished the season so bad. Yep, two straight well, here's, years where he's done. Here's that. the thing: is last year before the season, we had the whole let Russ cook narrative from mm-hmm. Russ's mouth. However, it, it's still their Bro, usual they let him cook. old offense. No, they no, let him cook. And he got figured difference. out. Russ was cooking. Right. Bro, I'd rather they have Tom Brady letting him cook. Here's the difference: their new OC has already come in, and the difference is, is there's no let Russ cook. They're trying to uh, run a significant amount more of plays per game. They're about no huddle. They're about up tempo. Mm-hmm. It's no longer uh, DK and Lockett running um, go routes basically the whole time and play action go routes. Uh, DK came out and said the other day he goes he loves the route tree that he's been getting. I saw this he's, too. Yeah. He's running anywhere from five to twelve yards down the field instead of just constantly hauling ass downfield like. And every it's play. same with Lockett. They're not just doing these goes. They're running a lot of three wide receiver sets, which. Eskridge, by default, that rookie is their third wide receiver. But they're trying to be up-tempo and upbeat, which, to me, deserves the narrative of let Russ cook. This is what we wanted. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. They seem pretty pissed off this offseason, so hopefully it is a change for them there. Right. Running back, Chris Carson. Wait, so, hold on. Are you gonna? T- do you want Herbert or no, Russ? No, no, he's debating. I'll, I'll take, take, take Russ. Russ. Well, because we just like kind of left. No, I want Russ over Herbs. Yeah, I'll take Russ over. You want Russ? Okay. You too? Yes. And I'll Aaron Rodgers or Russ? Russ. Aaron Rodgers. That's not even Ooh. close. Ooh, not even close. He says Aaron Rodgers. Debate. I'm only, I mean, I, so I won't take the battle. Qu- I'll I, take the quarterback one from last year. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't have any rushing. Well, oh, he did. Two and, rushing and touchdowns. I can see a season. I and just really default, have a feeling. And by default, when Rodgers finishes somewhere in the top six, he doesn't. Fin- he finishes outside the top 12 the following year. So. Well, we'll you, see about that. You, I that. liked Russ. And five, a few minutes ago, you made me like him more. I think this is. The, I think the Seahawks are gonna be good. This I week. wouldn't take him because of where you have to take like a Dak, but 
I'm I have Russ over Dak in my rankings now. Shut the oh. fuck. I think up, they're going to be better than last year. I can say maybe that's not the that's reason kind for of Dak is the scare of the injury. By the way, it's the it's the yeah. short term. It's that he's not getting the reps right now. Oh wait, you said Russ? Injury. You'll take Russ over Dak? Yeah, like that's I actually, an interesting. I actually one right wouldn't there. because of it where just, like the draft interesting is means stupid. No, <laughs> I mean I think I could take Russ over <laughs> Dak. Yeah, I, listen, I, I hadn't even thought. I think they're the same. I don't know why Dak is like so much. One guy's coming off a backwards ankle, a backwards ankle, and he still hasn't played in the game since. Say a broken back, a spinal. Back. Yeah, but, I mean, um, dude, that probably hurt something spinal. I mean, his foot was reversed. It kind of feels like people, most people, are feeling sort of similar about Wilson. But the problem he's not is, going, he's, he's, he's not that cheap. Though. Let's see where he's well, at. No, ECR. But the, the thing is, I think it's isn't crazy he in the seventh that, round? He's uh, he's quarterback six. After Dak is five, then Aaron Rodgers, then Herbert, oh, Tannehill, Brady, Hurts. Because most of the offseason, Herbert was ahead of Wilson. In all the drafts I did, Herbert was going ahead of him. So I'm, I'm kind of glad to see I want. I will there. take Russell Wilson for a good price. Yeah. Because I don't care for Jalen Hurts, but I don't think he finishes that far behind Russ this year. Does the, Russ doesn't rush as much as he used no, to. No, he doesn't so. rush really at all. I man. have a question for you, though. Would you be hot if you took Russ's uh, two halves of last season uh-huh. and you flipped them? He had the super hot start at the end. Quarterback one, we threw one through eight. He had the super hot start at the end and the rough start in the beginning. Would we think different of him at all? Would he be... If he did that, he'd be going as quarterback three right now. The argument, of course, is that, well, yeah. then... Because people will say, well, they figured out their offense. Yeah, you know, yeah. But they changed, a, they changed their offensive coordinator. And that's and, a good... I think that's a good see. point. Because that was... What was Herbert, that's what Herbert that's did. That's what Herbert did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I look at Herbert not well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather definitely have Russell over Herbs. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about. You got another thing to say about? Him? Nope. Mike? No, I was going to say about tight ends. Did we jump? Want to jump? Or do you want? Sure, go, go ahead, Gerald, Gerald Everett, Pat. Pat's guy, our he's, guy, he's everyone's guy. guy. I just think he's another one. Oh man, I just said I was. You can wait my till late. you can wait till the last round to take him. That's how awesome it is. So okay, Gerald. I no, think I'm feeling I, better about someone's going to take him, and someone's going to take him too early. And that, and that I'm not. Down he with. has safely passed. Maybe in our league, and but I not understand. In, not in regular. He leagues. has safely passed Adam Troutman for me in terms of late round tight end. I want because I just think he's going to be more involved in the in a good passing game too. He's yeah. no blocker either. You know, it's no, like with that too is they're all OC. That the reason I'm loving Russ so much is because he was the Rams passing game coordinator with McVay. That's right. Yep, um, and that's why Everett's got consistencies coming from. A guy who just helped, you know, he just coached him. Yep, and Everett is the man. And when in the past, when Wilson has had like you a, got me on Everett. You both have. Oh yeah, when Wilson has had like go down the list, Jacob Hollister, all these jabronis that have had fantasy usable weeks. Russell, you, you watch him about Will Disley. I know. Yeah, Will Disley, exactly <laughs> another guy. But maybe it's just bad luck, and they all get hurt. But I don't know. Jimmy Grant was the only one who went there and sucked. It seemed like, yeah. uh, but. I think Everett, more often than not, will be the third most targeted guy in that offense uh, because they had Dwayne Eskridge is no, hurt right no now, way. and he was a jabron in the first place. Um, I like Gerald Everett, yeah, obviously, yeah. but like I don't, I feel like he's starting to creep up to where I don't like it anymore. Of course, yeah. If we read, we I mean, he's ECR nineteen to tight end getting he's drafted getting in the dra- last round. And like in a good in your shit league, whatever you'll take. No one even they your league mates won't even know who the fuck he is. Yeah. And let's say in our league, yeah. it's a very woke league. It is he, pretty woke, dude. You got to watch what you say in our league, <laughs> right? You can, you can be canceled if you don't take. Except, if you don't take Everett, dude, you're out of here. And like, I really don't. Fu- the, the, past, the, past the tenth round is bad in, in good fantasy leagues. Right. Like the, 11, the sh- people are terrible. Like I don't imagine Everett just still sitting there for me. 
around like Fersker and fucking uh, who's the guy from the Vikings? Smith. Right, Irv Smith. I think Irv Smith goes before Everett. What? He's People pretty far. Love some Irv Smith because he's talent. He's a talented person. We're he's one of those and people. he's young. Yeah, we're going to talk about the NFC North next show, but let's finish Everett here so we can move on. I like Gerald Everett. I think he is one, the best late round tight end that could finish as a top six, top five guy uh, on a good offense. I think Gerald Everett is a good tight end. Yep. Like I think he's a big athletic guy. Um, Him and Higby splitting was the best thing for both parties. Now correct. they both can prosper. And yep. he's got a good rapport with the offensive coordinator. I think it could be good. It just like, uh, you know, I don't, it fucking scares no, me a little bit. No, trust me, Patrick. You're going to be mad when I already have Waller and then I'm securing my tight end too with Everett right before you in the late rounds. Yeah, I, and didn't I tell you I'm taking – why do you keep saying you're getting – when are you taking Waller? Well, apparently before you now. Not in a second. Well, it depends, it depends what receiver. Not in a second. If, if you Cal- want him, you better Calvin, take him in the second. Calvin Ridley, I'm taking him. We should just say, too, about him. Everett is that it, while he is nice and that he doesn't have too crazy – You would take of, Waller in the second just to get him before me? Well, yes, because Waller's a large portion, and I already told you I'm in love with Allen Robinson. That's such so, a reach. Why so would you take Waller in the not, second? <laughs> it's, it's not a reach at all because I'm fine with Keenan Allen and Waller. I'm fine with Allen Robinson and Waller. And if you're not going to take Allen Robinson, I'm gladly going to take my Allen Robinson with the third round and take Darren Waller in the second. I just want to say last thing on Everett. I think think Everett has a nice floor. I don't think he has a ton of ceiling because they have their two beasts, and then they have this running back that we're about to talk about named Chris Carson. He's going to be a huge chunk of this offense. Both he's going to get receiving work and obviously be uh, they're going to want to be a run-heavy team. That's the the picture they use. For Chris Carson scary. here makes me think this man's about to run for two. It looks like his head has been. I understand he's wearing a hat, but it looks like his head has just been edited out. You know the way <laughs> you know it's like perfectly. He, you know who he looks he like? Marshawn. Yeah, he looks like Marshawn. Good old Marshawn. I mean, he runs like a beast, like Marshawn. Invites injury a little bit, unfortunately, but um, this man is locked into a, a workhorse role. He's going to get all the goal line work. At um, he's he has a surprising amount of work in the receiving game. But Pickle, tell me why at the two, three turn when I'm staring at him every single time, I don't want him because that because feels we're a in a rich. bad position for him. Unfortunately, but yeah. I have to, I'm in a bad position pretty much for everyone. The, no, the I think is, Carson is, should be getting talked about in like, I see JK Dobbins going ahead of Carson consistently. That one. I don't like, and I just feel like Carson, I don't know. I think Carson, when did you jump off the JK Dobbins dick? It's not that. It's just he's going right with Carson and Montgomery, and I'm just way higher on Montgomery and Carson than I am on Dobbins. Should I be taking Chris Carson at the 2-3 turn? No. Because I have to reach for everyone at that. The thing is, is I was going to do the same. (laughs) I was going to – not for Carson. I'm higher on Montgomery. I was going to do the same for Montgomery. The issue is where we're picking, those receivers are just drastically – That's true. Better than what they're going to give you. Yeah, but you if I determine... don't get Chris Carson there, right. I am I am in fucking trouble, bro. I'm staring down the back, back barrel of like a, a Miles Gaskin who could get pulled for Malcolm Brown any week, or a or a fucking uh, Mike Davis who the wheels might fall off after week say, seven. No matter what, you're going to have to get probably comfortable with the idea of reaching on a running back, right? Yeah, because I have to. I no have matter to. what, it's going to feel like a reach. All those guys you said at fifth six. The way uh, the, the way I have to look at it is, I'm getting uh Chris Carson in the middle of the third when I take him at my two three turn. That's yeah. how I have to imagine it. Because and listen, he has the workload, he has the talent, he has the uh, you know somewhat of a track record, not as much as he'd like. But I mean, would I advise people to take Chris Carson at the two three turn? No, but shit happens, dog. If the if the running back looks <laughs> rough, happens, I dog. mean, sometimes you kind of have to. Yeah, but how's... Here, here, that's another great point. Of what he's saying too, because in a typical draft as well based on some mocks and other things I've done, 
at the two three turn, you're also staring at running backs like Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edward, mm-hmm. Edwards Hilaire, which is fucking we're bullshit. Not, we're guaranteed we're not. I know. So Clyde keeps falling to the two because our league like, is good. <laughs> so yeah, that is that, that is what separates a lot when we do think about that. So right. Carson's last three seasons, he's played fourteen games, fifteen games, twelve games last year. So last year, if he had played all sixteen, if you paced him out, he would have had a fine fantasy year. He was the uh, RB nineteen in PPR last year in twelve starts. Uh, 12 games played. So if you can get the 15 starts out of him, I, I re- honestly think you pencil him in for the 1,200 rushing yards-ish, and then he could push for 10 touchdowns, too. He's got all and the And they resign line. him. They're going to use him. Gave and him a good with, contract. With Waldron, too, coming – the Rams loved a third of the running back position yep. as well. So he, he should – yeah, he he's four, a good pass catcher. He had four receiving touchdowns last year, Carson, which is a little tough to project year to year, whatever. It is, but, but he should be involved. He's involved in the passing game. And I, if you remember watching a lot – at least two or three of them were highly skilled, like where he's running downfield the wheel route. He looks like, you know, Austin Eckler or something, you know? And, and with that as well, all their backups are Rashad Penny, who's not good. Right. Um, just because of all the injuries and whatnot. Alex Collins, who is fighting to be the backup. And then DJ Dallas, who just won't go away from being the backup. And right. it's like none of them are good enough to compete for any sort of snap. Carson is starting season something? as heavy workhorse. Yeah, so can I tell you guys about the Seahawks? Down. Can I tell you something? Come on, be quick. we got to finish this episode. I'm kind of into Rashard Penny this year. I want him on my teams. Oh, yeah, uh, you've I always been a Rashard Penny guy. He's a good I tough. agree, and if something happened to Carson, it would be Penny. It would be Penny well, being the Well, you're taking guy. the gamble that it is Penny. I think it would be, it but has you're to right. Be, it's, right? It, well, it, it's not for sure. Alex when Hall, was Rashard draft? So was he a first-rounder? He round is a first-round so draft pick, yeah. All three just played DJ Dallas, Rashad mm-hmm. Penny, and uh, Alex Collins, and Alex Collins – Without a doubt, was their first. Hey, team Alex Collins looked pretty good on uh, Baltimore a couple years ago. I remember uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll raves yeah. about Alex Collins. They're the ones that initially drafted him. Pete Carroll mm-hmm. drafted him, went away, brought him back because he got someone off the practice squad. So he's just one of those guys. He's a Carlos Hyde to me. Yeah, yep. he's going to be there because Carroll likes him and Rashad Penny. All right, let's know. finish the man's up. Had a lot of injuries. Yeah, with these wideouts, real quick. Uh, it's just DK and Tyler. I don't see any other. Uh, Stud and stud. I'm yep. not even really. Yeah, you got the rookie Dwayne Eskridge. I'm willing to just wait a year. Uh, this is a condensed target tree. I would be beyond shocked if this there were is a the, third the guy. Cup and Woods. The- it's exactly yes. DK yeah. is a second round pick. Uh, he's going to be a stud. What do you guys think about? We talked about DK on the wide receiver show. What about Lock Mr. or Lockett? I'm good with Lockett in like the fifth. Super Lockett. inconsistent play you can last do a, year. He was inconsistent last year. And has Russell Wilson ever? Like nicely supported two wide receivers. Yes, Tyler Lockett Tyler finished. Lockett, no, and Doug Baldwin, right? Doug He's Baldwin. a boomer bust. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he finished okay because remember he had some forty-five right. pointers, and yeah, then he, he had a lot of fucking trash. You can do the similar exercise, I guess, maybe with um, that we did with Russell. If we just imagine Tyler Lockett's beginning of the season was his end of the season. Yeah. The problem is he gets he gets hurt, and he's a littler guy, a smaller guy, and he's had two straight seasons where he's had lower body injuries second half of the season, and those have and totally killed him. You're going to look at his, his stats and be like, oh, wow, 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> but that game against the all Cardinals. of them came in three games. <laughs> yeah. He had three huge games last year mm-hmm. that really carried his season. And that shit super boomer mm-hmm. bust. That, it's you're right. You're right. I guess technically boomer bust, but he's not even like boomer bust because that implies like a up down up down. It's really like three good games, and the rest of the time he, he fucking hurts. He's a detriment to your team. Yeah. I don't mind what, him in the so, fifth though. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I guess so. Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett. I think Brandon Ayuk, right? I'd probably go Lockett. 
I don't know. Uh, it's, you'd think it's a little didn't bit better. Because Ayuk's target share was pretty outrageous. through the roof last year. Uh, granted, that was without Kittle and Samuel there. But, I know, but, you know, um, he's, I, he's the number one target versus the number two. Uh, you know, I don't I still mind like lock it later, yeah. like in the fifth, sixth. I need my team to be able to handle the boom bust. The yes, boom bust. Yeah. Like, I can't have. I can't have fucking Lockett and, uh, you, you know, like DJ. I, I, I need consistency if yeah. I have Lockett. So all I'll say is uh, 132 targets last year, 110 the year before, 70 the year before that. The guy just is His incre- targets are not good targets. They throw him down the field and he has okay. to fight for passes. New like, however, that's, but that's what we're changing this year, and that's what I was preaching I don't mind early. Lockett. Scott Waldron's been preaching it. You see it in preseason. They're running shorter, condensed. condensed Would you routes. take him in the fourth? They're going to be used. DK and Lockett are going to be used similar to how Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are utilized. Now, imagine Cooper Cup is DK Metcalf, which <laughs> is could mean this man could score like fourteen touchdowns just based on red zone easy plays. Where do you feel comfortable taking Lockett? Um, Lockett, I feel comfortable with in the in the fourth. Honestly, you would take him over Cooper um, Cup at your no, turn, I Pat. Take, I, I would be cool with Cooper him Cup. at the four or five turn. I would be cool with Lockett. Um, I think. Maybe and this is just a head exercise I need to do, but that feels early for me mm-hmm. for Lockett. Where I'd be said, taking him. Okay, here's a good one: Odell Beckham or Tyler Lockett. Lockett. So I'm kind of in on. I might. <laughs> I'm like on an island. I'm sure, but I am kind of down with Odell this year because I think Jarvis. He's done. Yeah. Uh, he, last year, his, when we talk about the Cleveland, you'll see that Jarvis fucking sucked last year. So where I had him way going. Way more high-powered offense in Seattle, though. Yeah. They, but they're Odell gonna, Beckham. They're going to run Deontay the ball Johnson, way more. Deontay Johnson for me. Yeah, I'll he, go Deontay. Deontay. He had another nice game last night. Yeah, yeah. he's nice. Yeah. He, is, he, is the tar- he is the Steelers' one. And it doesn't feel sexy when you put his name on the board. You might get laughed at a little bit. But you're, you'll be safe. I like DJ him DJ Moore Lockett. DJ Moore, right? Ooh, so DJ Moore. Lockett has the touchdowns, weirdly, right? Uh, but Lockett Moore just doesn't seem to score touchdowns. Um, I don't know how predictive that is, really. But um, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, All I right. think I'm going to final one. Chris on Godwin. <laughs> Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin over Lockett. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Godwin. I guess. Do you? Why you would take Lockett? But I, I, I just the, think I, I just, the, I just, I see I just think Lockett's going to is almost guaranteed more targets. More than targets. Godwin. Easily. I think that's probably well, fair. We'll have to see about that. Pat, so you would you wanna... pop lock it, drop it over Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the difference though. On draft day, a few drinks in me, the boys all around. Uh huh. Anything pressure's can on. With your Godwin jersey, Godwin jersey, Godwin exactly. jersey. Yeah. rocking white Godwin. <laughs> yeah. Anything can happen. Is it stitched? <laughs> it's stitched. That's this week's episode, Kings and Queens. Don't forget to find us on the Google Play Store, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. When you find the podcast, subscribe and leave us a five star review. Don't also forget, or also don't forget to find us on Instagram at fantasy.footballkings. Until next episode, we have our draft so soon. Until next episode, take it easy, Kings. Four sleeps. See ya.